Let's do it. Oh, welcome to Up the Villa podcast. This is uh, Rhino and Paul. It's straight, straight after the game. Um, and, mate, no format. Let's just get into it. Yes! Um, I hate oh. leagues. I hate them. <sighs> Unbelievable, mate. It was edge of the seat stuff at the end there. And, you know, yeah, what a it was win always for us. Be. It was always going to yeah. be at some stage edge of the seat. But we had a chance with a little bit more poise. We had a chance to probably put three or four on them as well. Yeah, and they had plenty of chances as well, didn't they? Martinez, yeah. that save in the first world class to keep and Mar- that. And, that Marino's, uh, and Marino's, uh, I believe it was just before that, Marino's tracking um, tackle. Yeah. Or, or not tackle, he slid to save the ball. And my God, yeah. it, it went from his right leg onto his left uh, thigh. So it could have gone in the back of the net for an own goal in his first game. Oh, and, and look, it was... It was scrappy from us. First 10 minutes was great, looked composed on the ball. But after that, Leeds sort of grew into the game and was strong. So it's just really pleasing to get a win when you're not playing that well and you're, you know, you're under the pump agreed, a bit. So. Agreed. But, you know, I'm hearing people say it was a horrible performance, but it was always going to be that kind of game. And I think we've all said it and we said it throughout a chat. We were all chatting uh, from the podcast, uh, Tess and Spud. I think Spud's off to work and Tess has got the young kids. We're all chatting throughout the uh, game. And Kamara's little touches are so good. I don't think the commentators oh. even noticed them. Man of the match for me today. He was oh, either oh, it was oh, Kamara. Oh, yeah. oh, fair way. I thought Mings in the second half, and, and a few people looking on Twitter and Facebook, I thought Mings covered for Konza on a number of occasions. If you go back and watch it, Mings has had to mm. move off his player uh, onto Konza's side. Now, I'm not a bagging Konza. I'm just saying the work rate of Mings today, even near the end where it looked like Leeds were going to get a shot on goal and Mings has got his foot on, he's so laconic sometimes. We don't realise the effort yeah. he puts in. I know, and I think even I just want to pick up on his, his defending from corners as well. That I just rock solid in the air, and they had plenty of corners, but it was Mings just getting the head onto most of them and clearing it. He had a great game. I was going to say Kamara for me, man of the match, followed by closely by Mings. Um, I was yeah, actually just... going to put. I'm actually going to go a little bit different, and I'm going to go um, absolutely the same for Kamara. But I'm actually going to put with a caveat. I'm going to put Bailey. But he scored a goal really provided the exact threat. He was all over them. They had to sub a player off. Yeah, um, I, and, and we were talking during the game and we were sort of saying, let's isolate stri- strike down that um, yeah. left back. Because every time Bailey gets the ball down there, he was going to beat him for pace. But for me, it was the two sides of Bailey today. It yes. was the it was that, you know, mercurial Bailey and the frustrating Bailey. That's him all over. You, so. did my, you did hear me say caveat. Okay. Yes. My caveat yeah. was, and my caveat is this, and it really, it, 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 it almost cost us on a couple of occasions. He cops a light bump and goes down. Now, he did this. I noted it on four or five occasions. And he doesn't just go down. He stays down and yeah. his opponent is off. His opponent is 15 to 20 metres running away from him. Yeah. Um, and that, that could have cost us in that close game. You can't afford you to stay down. Like no. You can go down, play for the free, but you've got to get up. 
And and the thing is as well, he'll take one on, two on, but it'll always be one too many. Um, and then he'll lose the ball in, you know, on the halfway line and we're under pressure again then. But like you said, he he worked those channels and ran his socks off. He looked out on his feet at the end and and what a finish for his goal as well. He would have needed that for his confidence. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's been a bit low on confidence lately. There was one bit of play, and we're not employees, guys. This is an automatic uh, reaction pod, um, and we'll get it straight out as soon as we finish talking. There was one bit of play that so showed his lack of uh, a right foot. Now, I don't know if we were um, – I think we might have been 2-1 up with Ings going forward. Ings was in the middle of the ground, about yeah. 30 metres from goal. There was no one near him, no one. Three leads players, the two playing on Bailey, and one came across. Bailey plays through – a ball on his right foot and Ings is one-on-one with no one within 15, maybe 20 metres of him. Do, do you remember yeah. that bit of play? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Ings of space. Too. It was Ings of space line. in front of Ings to run into as well. And like you say, it didn't have to be a pass. The pass just had to be into space. So it didn't necessarily have to, have to be... Right. He just had to kick the ball on his right foot. He didn't even That's need to right. do anything. Yeah, um, he just had to put it into the space for Ings to run onto. But yeah, look, it's... This will give Bailey a lot of confidence this game. But for me, it highlights as well, which we've talked about, is Bailey was out on his feet. We just don't have that that winger no, um, with a bit no. of pace to come on. And I think we badly needed that. I think Coutinho had a really nice cameo at the end there. I yeah, thought he some really beautiful touches, exactly yeah. what we expected of him. Didn't dwell on the ball for too long. Um, I just want to touch on Marino's. Um, he looked a tiny bit off the pace, which is completely understandable, but he grew into the game. Yeah. And, and I think he would have provided, because everyone... Um, Everyone says, oh, this person's a left back. This person's a such and such. But under someone like Emery, and also these players are extremely skilled, and he's 29, I think he would have provided that pace. I think he would have been pushed further forward if Denier wasn't injured. I think the plan was to bring Mourinho maybe on an about 60, 65-minute mark. Yeah. Um, so I think that changed that plan for for us, Rhino. I, I, I agree with you, mate. I think the first 10 minutes, he looked a little bit nervous, which is to be expected. But once he had a few touches, he grew into the game. That block, as you said, in the first half, world class. And he looked really composed on the ball and was always showing for the ball and, and a good outlet on the left, wasn't he? Oh, definitely. And, and the other thing I liked about him, and it's something that really has been lacking in some of our midfielders, is he. I, I, I love watching players off the ball. And he was tracking not just um, his opponent, but he was actually tracking the play on a couple of occasions and stopped um, yeah. them getting their ball into the channel. Bamford, I, look, I hate Bamford, <laughs> but but he is a player, if he played for you, you'd love him because he yeah. scores goals. That was his first goal in probably 12 months, I believe, with injuries and everything. Yeah, he's had a bad run, hasn't he? As soon as he was on the school, um, sorry, as soon as he was on the lineup, and as soon as he came on, he was. I was always stressed. He is a finisher, yeah. finisher, isn't he? Yeah, and I think on our on our side as well, the injury to Watkins really hurt us because we just didn't have anyone to hold that ball up, and and we miss his physicality and his hold up play. And and Danny Ings obviously offers something very different, and we just couldn't make it stick up there, so the ball kept coming back onto us. So hopefully, it's not a, a bad one for Watkins and. And Luca Dean, hopefully they're, they're not too I bad. Think, I think both of them, I mean, um, I, I think the way uh, Dean came off, um, if it's a shoulder, that's not a good sign. 
because no. he was down for a few minutes and, and even any kind of shoulder injury. And it's really funny when I hear people who don't follow um, the, the world game, Rhino, and say, oh, you only use these feet now. Your your whole body is in every contest. If you've done yeah. your shoulder, you can't you can't play as a defender. No, so, no and and like you say, it's as you said during the game. You know, lucky we've signed Mourinho now, and um, he's you know he'll be covering at left back until Luca Dean's back. But Watkins looks like an ankle, so yeah, he looked it like he like rolled it. It looked like mm. a, maybe a high ankle, a sprain, and that's normally a couple weeks. Um, yeah. and we're not medical experts, but just watched enough sport. It did look like it was up high. He tried to run it off. So, look, it might just be a knock. Um, if he has twisted it, then, then maybe a couple of weeks. And yeah. this is what we've been trying to say, not only on the podcast, but on our socials, is a, a, a competitive squad, a squad that's um, going to be pushing for top six to top eight, has to have a lot of depth. Yeah. And, and if we can't trust what Emery's doing, um, I had a real battle this week um, with some people on socials, mate, and it's good. I love that. I, you know, I, I, I can back myself up. There's no strikers out there at the moment that are available and affordable. I mean, yeah. if we've got defenders and everything going for, you know, 25, 30, 35 million, strikers are all going to be going for 80 to 100 million at the moment. And, yeah. and there's no one out there I'd pay that for who's available. It's a tough it's a tough time to bring people in, isn't it, January? It's very rushed. But I definitely think looking at that bench today, we were talking during the game in the WhatsApp group and we were like, Who what subs could we bring on? And um yeah, I thought Samson looked good and Katina had a good little cameo too. But we the only other one with a bit of pace and who could play out wide was Caden Young, who hasn't made his his full debut for us in the league. So it's a bit of a risk there. So I, I definitely... don't think it would have been a good um, because Leeds such. Uh, we talked about them being physical, but uh, in the podcast uh, a couple of days ago. But it's not just the physicality of bumping people around. We're talking the physicality of the hard running. Yeah, and and, and and for a young player, I think probably would have been found out pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't think it's a game to really throw someone into the, a game like that because um, you know we were still under pressure, even two 0 up. We were still. Yeah, under pressure we, from Leeds. I, and... we were, I thought we were comfortable at Tunio. I, I saw it slightly differently. I, 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 mm. I, I know what you mean about the pressure, but I didn't feel. Uh, I, I just think that maybe um, I, I, Young would have come off, for example. He, he had to stay on and he looked like he was cramping. What a remarkable game by him again. Yeah, um, great performance from Young. And, and like I say, probably at fault for the for the goal for them. But other than that, he was he was excellent. And and that Nonto on the on the left for Leeds is a great little player. Oh, and yeah, he's a... He, he's a tricky customer. I thought Young really dealt with him as well as he could through the game. And yeah, he... He looks like a great little player. So they've signed uh, a decent one there. That, that's what I love about you guys on this podcast. We all, I mean, you know how much I dislike, or I don't want to keep saying the word hate, but you know much, how much I dislike Leeds and we've already <laughs> given them credit. So <laughs> we, we can we can take the rose-coloured glasses off. And look, I thought Rodrigo was so good in the first half. We were, we were pretty de- uh, deplorable after, let's go back a little bit. We were pretty deplorable after scoring. Yeah. Leeds were all over us. Um, and, and I've got to say, Douglas Luiz, my God, he was lucky to stay on because I think, mate, I think it was a penalty to two leads in the first half. I, I think he dragged yeah, the player I, back who could have got to the ball. 
I, I, I agree. I thought it was going to be a penalty. He had his hands all over him. I was um, praying. I was praying, mate. I, I literally, I think four or five times in the game, I actually had my hands clenched where I could see the purple and then my fingers going white. And that yeah, was and occasions. I was the same. And I thought Douglas Luiz was a little, was a little bit off tonight. He was a bit sloppy in possession. And he, he committed a lot of fouls. I'm surprised he didn't get a yellow earlier on. Um, because he, yeah, he was just niggling and just, but he, you know, he's gonna have some off games. But in him and Kamara in that in that middle role, though, Kamara today, some of the touches and turns, and always showing for the ball, even when someone's right up his ass, he's still oh. willing to take the ball in tight spaces. And and tell you what, play it out from the back, it makes me really nervous. But the guys it, are really starting to, it makes you know, me nervous. But you can see. Um, you can definitely. I want to say one thing about Kamara today. His little touches, people, I, I don't think are even noticing. But there was one bit where he kind of let the ball roll past him, and the Leeds the, the, the attacker ran about ten meters past him. It was just this beautiful little feint. Um, this looked like he was going to pass. He let the ball roll past him, and the Leeds player just went straight past the ball. It was just oh, gorgeous, unbelievable. And, and just for our goal, like the ball from Young. So yes. we're under, in our own box. Young, you know, they, they've they got a ball They now. should have probably, in all honesty, put, if not scored, at least put the ball on target. Yeah, Mark Rocker was free. He should have made something of it. But then Young gets his head up, picks out a beautiful pass for Kamara, sets him free, and Kamara just does it. You know, drives into the space, uses Luca Dino, I thought made a great run yeah, as well. He did, he did. And then just gave it to Bailey and he, de- he does what he does best. And that's cut in on that left and curl one in. Brilliant goal. Brilliant finish. It was a really brilliant finish. We survived um, till half time. And I was really confident at half time, knowing the kind of uh, tactician Emery is. I was really confident that he'd make some changes. And he did. He brought a couple of our midfielders who, who struggle when they're one on one. He seemed to get them closer together to, yes. to block some of the channels. I thought we we um, uh, the young player for Leeds that you mentioned. What's I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry, non. I think it's Nonto. I think I thought it was Nonto it. as well. Um, so we closed Rodrigo basically out of the game. I, I, unless he was subbed off, he he was almost unsighted in the second half. A great yeah, tactics can- there. He came off, and I was surprised with the Rodrigo sub because he's he looked dangerous and had a couple of chances in that first half. But they tried to change their shape a little bit. But yeah, I think our midfielders, you know, JJ just coming back from an injury layoff looked a bit leggy and a bit, you know, lacking he in sharpness. He, he definitely looked leggy, and um, he ran out of steam pretty early on. There were some nice little things that he did. Yeah, um, I thought Brondia uh, made some mistakes early in the first half, but once again. It's it's Emery, but it's also the players responding to him because I mean he scores that goal. I couldn't believe it was given offside when it was. I mean, initially given offside, and I'm like, he's miles on. Are they, yeah. And I thought they might have been calling it for who was who was a bit further left of him. Oh, I'm not sure. Might have been Ings. I would I would assume I, I would say Ings. Yeah, I I thought they were going to do one of those really stupid VAR decisions where they go, well, Ings was offside, which he was. And he interfered with the sign, and you've heard this before. He interfered with the light, uh, line of sight of the keeper. Um, I was hoping it wasn't going to be one of those ridiculous VAR decisions, but yeah, uh, Wendia, really nice header, uh, good reaction. And once again, mate, um, it came from Bailey, who wasn't having great time at that moment, driving forward, forcing the save from Nelier, and yeah. uh, Wendia headed it home. So Bailey. I mean, it won't be called an assist, but Bailey literally with a goal and an assist in my mind. Yeah, great, great run from him. And, and like we were saying, when he, he just drops out of that, 
you know, that wide right position and he's one-on-one with his defender, that's where he's the most dangerous, isn't he? He's just got the ball at feet and just can drive in. And and every time he, he was out wide there further forward, he looked like he was going to make something happen. So, yeah, really, really pleased for Bailey. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing his confidence go up a bit now and, and hopefully he can kick on and, and put a bit of consistency in the next few games. But, yeah, and I thought, you know... It's a it's a really important win for us at home where oh, beyond you, beyond yeah. where we're expected to win and we were under the pump and probably didn't you know we didn't play as well as what we can but we still ground out a win and going back a couple of months ago we would have lost that game or would have conceded late on in that game to draw and it's just good to see a bit of um, mental strength from our players and uh, yeah just a bit of grit oh. to just fight it out. The other thing, and, and you're exactly right there, um, the other thing is you could really see, we've been crying out for years, um, a lack of, of a style, a lack of um, a personality in our team. And yes, some of the passing around the back, um, you know, it's always going to heart and mouth stuff, but Emery wants that. And you could see the players bought into it. It wasn't yeah. just passing around. If there was a few times where we passed it round and then had some really beautiful out balls, not just from Kamara, but a couple of other players as well, including Young, a couple of sensational, which he's always been good at. So you can see they've bought into it. It wasn't yeah. panic passing. Yes, we got into trouble a couple of times, but I'll just going to finish off there, mate. I think I think I'm um, sorry, bud. Um I think the the passing around the back was to wait for the player in space, who then put the long ball through. That, was, that wasn't just Wimbledon ball. That was deliberate, out wide, to a player in space. And we looked really good when that happened. Yeah, I, I thought all credit to Konza, Mings, you know, Young and Marino. I thought they played really well. Even Martinez, with ball at feet, they were, you could tell they're trying to draw the Leeds attackers in the front three to create a bit of space for our for our deeper midfielders, Kamara and, and Louise, and, and they did it really well. And there's always going to be some hairy moments. You know, this is something that our players are adapting to, and it's going to take a bit of time. But they're buying into it. And I think Konza with the ball at his feet, same as Mings, they're very capable on the ball for centre-backs and can play, you know, they can play a bit. So, yeah, all credit to them. And, and Martinez coming back in, just... Oh, just my God. That confidence. Imagine if uh, I don't. I won't say Olsen. Imagine if we had one of our other keepers. Um, we we would have lost that game today. Um, yeah, not just his, it's not just the save. That save is absolute world class. If you haven't seen the game live, guys, or if you were at the ground and and couldn't quite see it, you wait till you see this one. It is literally world class. And even um, the second half, there was one from Nonto where he cuts into the box and looking to curl one into the top corner, and Martinez just gets his hands to it. Yeah, just unbelievable. Those two saves are, are right up there for me. And just, yeah, like you say, keeps us in the game. Well, Marino, uh, Marino um, uh, uh, Mings and Martinez were absolute rocks at back. I thought Konza played pretty well. As I said, Mings, I thought, had the cover for him. Um, before we get our three two ones officially, we'll have a look at the table. So we've played 19 games. Um, I, I believe we've got 13 points from our last five games now. So that would have been... Oh, from our last six games, sorry. So four wins, a draw, and a loss. Uh, so under under um, and forget the FA Cup, which was an absolute travesty, and we've covered that. Um, he must have thirteen points out of eighteen. Unbelievable return rate, isn't it, for a manager who's been in the job a couple of months and has had to, you know, get a team that was on a bad run um, and get them playing. So unbelievable work from Emery. 
so so realistically, without him, I think we would have been in all sorts of trouble in the relegation area. So we're, we're just um, we're at the halfway point of our season now. Nineteen games in, twenty five points, but thirteen in our last six, isn't it? Is a, and you know you keep that kind of form up, which which we expected, and, and you're looking at um you know you're looking at a pretty healthy fifty. 50 odd to 60 points. Um, but let's just have a quick look at the at the table. Um, so we've played one more game than Chelsea. We'll go up to Brighton, uh, Liverpool. Okay, we'll go all the way up to Fulham in six days. So Fulham got the result against Chelsea that we didn't want. But in some ways, um, I'll, I'll explain that. So Fulham's on 31 points after 19. Liverpool on 28. They've got a couple games in hand. Brighton on 27. Brentford 26 with 18. And Chelsea on 25 after 18. We're only six points off six. I mean, I know there's all games to be played and everything like that, but we're six points off six spot. That's Absolutely. remarkable. And we're now um, 10 points off the relegation zone. So we were talking about how we were almost even with the points from top six and points from the bottom, but we're starting to change that ratio now. Yeah. And like you say, we're starting to win games, win ugly and, and get the points, you know, when we're not playing at our best. And that's that's a really good sign and confidence will be up in the squad. We've got a couple of good games coming up now. I think Leicester, Southampton. So, you know, another chance to get some points on the board. Um, and, and for Leeds, and we'll just cover them um, quickly for Leeds. Um, I just I, I, I'm going to go a negative, then a positive, if that's OK. The negative for me is not Leeds so much. Actually, we'll go two negatives and a positive. Sorry, Rhino. <laughs> First of all, I understand they're an entertaining team and I understand they give their all, but they are absolutely tactically naive under Marsh. You cannot continue to play Bielsa ball when your squad is pretty threadbare. Okay, You cannot do that. And it is now really starting to show because they've conceded 33 goals in 18 games and they are now only two points out of the relegation zone. Now, people will say they have played too too well um, to be in relegation. I think that's a load of crap because they concede. And so they are only two points now. Uh, so they're in 14th and we're in 11th. To put it in perspective, we are eight points clear of them. So they are in big trouble. And I don't think they'll change manager. But if they don't change something, but like down the back, they're horrendous. Yeah, and I, we've touched on it. I think that's pretty much the same back four they've had for a long time since the championship era, and, and they've found it hard to really strengthen in that era area. Um, but they, they've, I think they've got enough weapons going forward, and their home form will probably see them all right. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think they'll be pretty worried with how they, they're leaking goals at the moment. Well, they've conceded more goals. They've conceded. Yes, they've conceded the exact same amount as Southampton, who are bottom of the table. 33 goals from 18 games and Southampton, yeah. 33 goals from 18 games. So whilst they might have enough weapons going forward, that is the most goals conceded in the Premier League. So I, I think that, that that says to you, you are absolutely in relegation trouble. Actually, Nottingham Forest have conceded the most with 34, but second most, that has to be relegation uh, fodder. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting end of the season down the bottom. It's going to well, be really tight. Down the bottom, I mean, Leicester's on 17 points uh, in 13th. If you said, oh, where's 13th place? 13th place is only two points ahead of Everton um, in, in 18th and only three points clear of Wolves in 19th. And if you want to talk about weapons, Wolves definitely have enough weapons to get themselves out of relegation trouble. Yeah. 
Except, except I say that they've scored eleven goals in the whole season. <laughs> but um, the other the other negative, yeah, is, is just how much the um the commentators just oh oh yeah, Andy Townsend. When are they going to actually go? Yep, they're good to watch, but Jesus, they're tactically naive. I don't hear any commentators say that. Um, I was just going to comment on Andy Townsend as well, being an ex-Villa player. Every time I hear him commentate on us, it's just, oh, it's hard to listen to, to be honest. I don't think someone waxed his balls um, after training or something, because Jesus, he's negative. <laughs> I don't know if he's gone deliberately negative to try and show that he's not biased towards Villa, or, you know, whatever happened, because I loved Andy Townsend, whatever happened with him, he just, it's either he doesn't like us or he's trying to be non-biased. I think he's spot on. I think he's trying to be non-biased, but he's probably gone too far that way and probably gone negative. But I, I agree. I don't think he's, you know, doing it on purpose. I just think, yeah, just trying to be a non-biased commentator. And, yeah, it's not really working, though. Well, Rhino, we said this was going to be a quick pod. So we'll finish off here now because we will do a full pod with the rest of the crew. This is our reaction. Um, we're extremely happy, mate. I'm not even relieved anymore. I'm just stoked. I don't have any negatives to say about the game. We knew it was going to be tough. And we've got three points on a Saturday morning. That is an amazing feeling, isn't it? Oh, just a great way to start the weekend. Three points in the bag. Now I can enjoy the weekend and relax. Well, did you did you see? I'm not sure if you saw the post we put up on uh, Aussie Villains um, last night. But I said, I'm not going to entertain a loss against Leeds. So what will the result be? And I just had win or draw. I didn't even put loss in. So <laughs> I, think, I think a few of our guys picked a 2-1. I think um, Spud. Yes. Spud picked the two one. I can't. Someone else, Tess or yourself, was it Paul? I can't no, remember. No, I picked two nil. I think Tess had a draw and changed it to two one. Yeah. So those those boys got the um the correct scores. I picked a one all, but I'm very oh, yeah. happy, obviously, with that. Uh, very happy to get the result. But yeah, brilliant well, way. Quickly, to uh, again. quickly, Ron, are you three two ones, mate? Um, I'll go. Marino is my third best. Yep. Means second, Kamara number one for me, man of the match. I'm going to go Mings is my uh, third choice. I'm actually going to go Bailey as number two because he played a hand in both goals and really took it up to them. And I yep. uh, agree with you, Kamara was, he'll be completely underrated by the pundits, but not by the Villa fans. No, unbelievable. And everyone out, you know, people listening, give us your reactions on that. Uh, on the socials, on Twitter, um, get us on there and, and let us know what you think of the the result and the yeah. Well, where, where can uh, where can Villa fans get you on um, on Twitter, Rhino? I'm Rhino underscore Watkins on Twitter, and you get me at Paul underscore Football. Our linking page for this podcast is Aussie Villains. Aussie with a capital A, Villains with a capital V. You can't miss it from there. Usually have uh, 10 or 12 good posts and one absolutely hateful post that everyone hates. Um, that's pretty much our ratio at the moment. Um, I copped a lot last week, didn't I? Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. It means that people are passionate. Rhino, um, you have a wonderful weekend, mate. We'll speak over the weekend. We'll do a full podcast in the next day or two. Um, we'll reviewing the game again without the... Uh, um, the lens of the excitement. Um, we will preview upcoming games and, and hopefully be able to talk about some more signings. But you have a fantastic weekend, mate. Have a great weekend, everyone. Woohoo! Up the villa.